Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to The Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. This week, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. I'm going to keep you in suspense. Uh, We're also going to talk about a decent Raw and SmackDown this week. We're going to look forward to WrestleMania card, which is coming together. The G1 Supercard is also coming together. We're a little bit more excited about that one. And we will react to WWE Fastlane. We know it's late, but we've been very busy, all right? This is The Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. I'm John Jackson, and this is Will Gavin. Hello. <laughs> Once again, Will's at home. Once again, Will's waiting for food. Uh, excuse me. I mean, that's that second part is absolutely true. Um, I. What do you mean? Once again, I'm at home. I, do you not remember? Oh no, it wasn't food. It was the postman. It was the postman. Oh, stop! Wait a minute, Mister. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. It was I've, the postman. I've sold you down the river there. This is the first time you've had food <laughs> delivered live. Oh, by the way, um, Alex isn't here this week. Alex um, was here last week, but Will wasn't. Is that right? You were away? And the week before I was ill. So basically, we've not done a show together for nearly a month. Uh, Go and subscribe at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Instagram and give us five stars, please, uh, because it really does help. Lots of love on Twitter has been fantastic. And our numbers have been kind of steadily going up over the last few weeks, which has been lovely. But uh, it it really helps when we get the reviews, etc. Why are we not telling them which half of the (laughs) Raw Tag Team Champions we've got coming on? I thought it might be a nice tease, because, like... (laughs) You know, it's if, if you were like, we've I'm got... I'm going to tell people it. it's Nash Wilder. Oh, I was going to say, if you had like one half of The Rock and Sock, you'd be like, oh, is it The Rock? Is it? Is it Mick? But, well, Mankind. But, okay, fine. It's Dash Wilder. Big, big Mick. He was at Sheffield United this week watching his mate Billy Sharp. That was weird, uh, wasn't it? Go third in the championship table. Well, stay third in the championship table. Uh, and then did a, an event at Bramall Lane. Very odd, the whole thing. We, we reached out to try and grab him for an interview while he was out here, but he literally came into the country, did a gig in Sheffield, then left again. Like, he didn't do a usual tour around. So we will, um, we will do our best to get him next time he's over. And stuff is starting to come together for Mania weekend. We're going to the Sirius XM stuff that you know, Booker T, etc. will be at. We're going to be going to WrestleCon, which uh, Vicky Guerrero and uh, Lisa Marie Verona are going to be at, who we've got interviews coming up with probably next week, or I might just release them as a separate episode, John, at this yeah. point. I think that's a special. Um, they're, they're, they're two excellent women of wrestling. Good stuff. Good stuff. I say women of wrestling because I don't think Vicky, Re- Vicky Guerrero could be considered a wrestler. 
No, but she is a woman of wrestling. That's what I mean, woman of wrestling, yeah. Absolutely lovely. You may have heard them on TalkSport if you listen to the overnight show. We have played them both out, but we haven't had them on the podcast yet. So those will be coming. Um, loads, loads to talk about. We'll get into WWE stuff. I think we should start off, because we always start off with WWE, with some other business. Go on. How would you feel about that? I'm, I'm all for change. <laughs> right, uh, so the uh, part of arrangements for Mania Weekend is sorting out uh, the, going for the G1 Supercard and arranging some interviews for that at Madison Square Garden, the Ring of Honor New Japan show. Uh, and we've had some more announcements of matches for that. So we already knew that Jay White was going to be going up against the New Japan Cup winner uh, at uh, Supercard. Uh, we now know that Jay Lethal will defend the Ring of Honor World Championship against Marty Skrull. That's very exciting. Obviously, Marty Skrull still with some time left on his contract with Ring of Honor. Uh, we all would we all would expect an AEW link up in the future once his contract is done because of his links to, to the elite. But do you know what? If they want to put the title on him before he goes, I'd be more than happy with that. I think he deserves uh, it as well. It's been very consistent yeah. for years. Yeah, he's been brilliant for them. Um, the Ring of Honor Tag Champions, the Briscoes, going up against the IWGP Tag Champions, Gorillas of Destiny. So that's uh, Tamatonga et al. Uh, we've got Taji Ishimori against Dragon Lee against Bandido for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. A great opportunity for Bandido in particular to put himself in the shop window. So that card's coming together really, really nicely. And um, I, I treated myself this last week to... Uh, to, to catching up on a bit of the the New Japan Cup, I, I watched the last few nights. Uh, saw brilliant Will Ospreay match defeating Lance Archer that was fantastic. Uh, a good like four or five star match. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii uh, looking really good again. Um, it hasn't all been glorious. Uh, there's been there's there were, honestly on. there were What's your there were a couple of nights that weren't so great. Um, Colt Cabana. Uh, was not fantastic. We had Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, in the first round. He lost, but it wasn't a brilliant match. So I think the quality will increase as it goes along. Uh, undoubtedly, the matches of the, uh, the, the, the... If you're going to go and just watch one night of the New Japan Cup so far, though, day three saw Zack Sabre Jr. beat Evil and Kota, Kota Ibushi. This was a first round match. Kota Ibushi against Tetsuya Naito it, 20 minutes legitimate five-star match like honestly unbelievable so uh now we get saber against abushi in the second round so the the new japan cup is is well well worth checking out and during the opening of the new japan cup tour a video package was shown which showed that el fantasmo who's been doing a lot of work in the uk indies recently is now joining the bullet club and joining new <laughs> japan it's all going off they need they needed to replace these guys who have left and gone to form AEW and slowly but surely some nice little bits of talent getting involved. I think that's really interesting for him. I saw him at uh, recently at Rev Pro and he I've not seen him for maybe a year or so and I was really impressed. Like I, He's really come on and I'm, I'm sort of glad that he's getting to sort of go properly international now and, and sort of with a big, uh, a big group as opposed to just doing the indies. So, I mean, will he still come out to... to um, Bang no bangerang, what's it called? Is it bangerang? I always get mixed up with him and the other guy. Boomerang, yeah, bangerang is what they say in. Maybe that is what the song is, but isn't bangerang what they say in uh, Hook when Rufio is doing something and they all go bangerang? <laughs> is, that, is that not a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on. So hang on. I'm just trying to check. 
Bangarang is the name of the Skrillex hit. But is it? But, but also, is it El Fantasmo? I can never make. I can never work out which one of the two it is. There's at Rev Pro. There was three different. Um, there was three different dubstep intros. It was like if you really loved dubstep in 2010, <laughs> you were having a great time. Oh no! Is it Angelico? I think it's Angelico that has Bangarang. All right. Well, let's go back. Will El Fantasmo still come out to insert generic dubstep? In New Japan, uh, probably, maybe. Who They'll knows? do like a Bullet Club bangerang. He won the British J Cup last year as part of Rev Pro, um, which uh, you know previous winners of that have included. I think Zack Saber Junior won that in the past. So, so there are guys who have shown that quality there. Going straight into the Bullet Club, I mean, I know the whole idea of the Bullet Club is evil Westerners uh, and evil non-Japanese people uh, forming a stable. Uh, and so I get why he'd go in there and join them straight away. But it's bold just throwing him straight into the Bullet Club without necessarily recognition. It gives him a real shine early on. I think it's really interesting. Do you think his character might change a little bit? Because, uh, you know, he's kind of like a fun guy. If he's becoming one of these, you know, traditional Bullet Club figures, surely, I mean, he's got the look to be uh you know more of a more that sort of traditional sort of heel look as opposed to being a fun time kind of guy it's surely gonna have to change that um yeah i I think he will i think he'll still do all the high flying stuff but i think you're right i think we might see a bit of brutality enter into his character and a little bit more um yeah a little bit more ruthlessness maybe as we would kind of come to expect from uh you know, you know like, like um, he normally comes out in like a waistcoat with a hood. Do you know that kind of like you know like a stone cold whatever like a leather kind of waistcoat with a hood? And he was at Rev Pro. He came out in a hoodie. Don't yeah. expect like th- that's not going to happen in New Japan. He won't come out in a hoodie. <laughs> I, I like the idea. Of hey, well, I'm an evil Westerner. Uh, Buy my hoodie. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, um, the Super Strong Style 16 was the other thing I wanted to mention, which yeah. is the card for that is really starting to shape up. So we've now got 10 of the entrants for Super Strong Style 16. Uh, so we now we know that it's going to be... Um, we've got Travis Banks, Ilya Dragunov, Trevor Lee, who I love, uh, Aerostar. There's some really interesting ones in here. DJ Z, Artemis Spencer, Jordan Devlin, Chris Ridgway, Chris Brooks, and they've just announced that Derby All In is coming to uh, to the UK for Super Strong Style 16. I think that's going to be proper, proper good. He's getting a lot of um, he's getting a lot of love from the indie faithful for coming and doing Super Strong Style 16. And when they've got Kaiju Big Battle that weekend as well as part of it, oh, it's all very and that's been upgraded, hasn't it? Because that was going to be at the Dome, and then I think the the sort of scramble for tickets meant that they went straight away, and now they're having that at Ali Pali. So they're going to turf out everybody that's got a super strong style 16 ticket and wait in the foyer, go and get some food, go go to the Bodine's (laughs) van, which is our personal favourite. Then you go back in and have some craziness. Like, that's really cool. I imagine there's probably still some tickets left because it's, you know, it's a big venue upgrade that. Yeah, huge. We went massive. last week. We went last week. We went last year, didn't we? I think I only went to one day, but you went to another one, and that was the one where Jordan Devlin was allowed to book his own spots, and they decided that that would be the only <laughs> time in his career that Jordan Devlin was allowed to book his own spots. So, well, that's not a story I meant to have told on the podcast, but we have now. So. Oh well, it's been long enough. Um, hi, hi, Glenn. So, I think if you've never been to progress or you may you know a lot of people haven't been to any indie wrestling i was fairly late onto the scene with indie i, I kind of my first indie show proper indie show of the, the sort of current ones was um progress at brixton when uh marty skull was uh, fast became one of my favorite wrestlers and um 
if you've never been to an independent show, you're used to just, you know, the sort of TV product, which is absolutely fine. Uh, Super Strong South 16 on the Maybank holiday is a really good place to start because there are just, you know, there's some great matches going on. Loads of people that have been in that promotion and there is a story. So if you like what you've seen there, you can go back and watch them. And then obviously, as you just said there, a lot of people they're bringing over for the first time. So you can kind of start watching them in progress from the start, even though you've only just watched it. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Yes. I think it makes perfect Basically, sense. it's a great weekend and you should go to it. Um, ICW, another, this is the other bit of really interesting news from the UK Indies this week. Rogue to Wrestler. There's a brand new show from ICW, which is coming to the new BBC Scotland channel, although I'm hoping it will be available on the old iPlayer. Oh, Arsenal have just taken the lead. Is all BBC Scotland in. new? Big I thought goal. BBC Scotland's been around all the whole time. Apparently, they've got a new dedicated channel rather than just being like taking over BBC Two for oh, X number nice. of hours of the day or whatever it is they do at the moment. Um, they have this new Rogue to Wrestler episode one, Tuesday, 26th of March at 10 p.m. Very, very exciting. You really are, aren't you? Oh, by the way, yeah. we need to go to Scotland soon for ICW, but also oh, the NXT definitely. tapings are in Glasgow next month. So I think oh, we mate. should I think we should go there for the NXT UK tapings and I think we should try and do like a live podcast even if it's in, we've done it before at WrestleMania no one turned up just me and you in a bar open invite you know so if anyone's got any recommendations <laughs> you, any bars you go to when you go to ICW I think it's in Glasgow isn't it the the NXT UK um yeah just give us a shout and if we can make it we'll we'll try and do a live thing when is it? What weekend is it? It is. Oh, I got it in my calendar. I found it the other day. 19th and 20th. Uh, am I back? I'm back from um, Mania weekend by then. Oh, Will's booked WrestleMania. That's the other breaking news this week. Will's booked, <laughs> finally booked his flight. So you're flying with, Will? Uh, British Airways, maybe? Only the best. I don't remember. Only the best for Gavin. Uh, it's actually, uh, I think it's Good Friday, isn't it? Uh, Good Friday and the Saturday after Good Friday. Is that a boxing Good Friday? I don't know if it has a name. Uh, what? What's the day after Good Friday called? It's not Easter Sunday. It's the Saturday. day in between. It's just Saturday. <laughs> Chocolate Saturday. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll be there at NXT on Chocolate Saturday. Chocolate Hangover Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. Um, apparently, so, I, uh, yeah, that's all good. I was going to go into more detail, but there's just no need to. Um, <laughs> or what? There really isn't. No, I mean no. it. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just sorry. I was imagining you going into what you do on Chocolate Saturday. That's, that's, that's purely why I laugh. There's um there's a lot of um the other thing is there's a lot of uh, we talked New Japan at the top uh, Rev Pro and New Japan's show at um, Royal Quest tickets came out this week they are still available there's loads of cool stuff happening with them at WrestleCon as well but they've announced in addition to the uh, the Japanese names coming over okay. uh, Tatsuya Naito uh, Tanahashi and Okada three of the biggest stars New Japan have ever produced. Uh, Will Ospreay will be at the Copper Box. And this, for me, is the big one. Red Shoes is going to be there. The best referee in all of the business. Uh, and he's not going to be going and doing a show in L.A. with Kenny Omega like he did last time. So I'm going to go just to go and hang out with Red Shoes. you going to hang out with him? Or are you well, going to no, do that? Oh, are you going to do that thing where people hang say, out with in that same way that like uh, my wife claimed that she hung out with Prince Harry the other day because she went to a charity event that he was also at, but it was at like Wembley Arena and there were like seven thousand other people there. Exactly. Uh, that's not you understand. That's not hanging out, right? No, so it, you're technically in the same room, except that room is bigger than most small towns. So I, you yeah, know, 
Yeah, it doesn't Perfect. make any sense. No, that looks Perfect. that looks really good, and I'm glad they're doing that properly. We talked loads and loads about the last tour that was with Rev Pro, haven't we? And it wasn't quite, it didn't quite live up to our expectation. But with those big names, then you know, surely it's going to. Right, let's get into the WWE jazz. The world, 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 world wrestling entertainment, yeah. Exactly. Perfect. How long have we gone so far? How long? It's only sixteen minutes minutes ah 16 there we go i think we do dash wilder now i'm just completely mixing things up i say we just we change the script up let's do dash wilder now there's a script we (laughs) very good um we we spoke to dash wilder off the back of their incredible uh tag team match this that 10 minute sprint they had with ricochet alistair black chad gable and bobby rude uh at fast lane yeah um but but prior to uh any involvement they had in the angle on raw and uh talked to him about that match and a little bit about tag in general and did they actually request their release and the ftr stuff like getting that brand was that part of it and uh yeah alex mccarthy did the interview and it's it's really really good stuff so uh let's hear from him really enjoyed last night man really great match i thought it was one of the strongest matches on the card um yeah i know plenty of fans on the internet talk about how much they'd like the revival um to have a chance to really show on the main roster what they can do how did it feel to go out there and and tear it up oh first of all thank you very much i was very happy with how that turned out and you know it was a it was a match that wasn't announced until I want to say Monday night. So it wasn't a whole lot of build behind it. It wasn't a whole lot of story going into it. So we were all, all three teams are very happy with the outcome because the crowd was there with it. The crowd was reacting. They were invested and that's what you want. You want the crowd to be invested in whatever you're doing. And it's a lot harder to get that when there's not a big story going into it. Yeah. So for it to turn out as well as it did and for the match to just go as well, as well as it did because Triple threats can be very tricky, especially with tag teams, because there's six guys in there and seven, including the ref. There can be a lot of bodies, a lot of movement. It can become chaos real easy. And I was very happy with how uh, how we all worked and controlled ourselves. How, how was it kind of received when you got backstage? Um, you know, tag team wrestling and maybe hasn't been spotlighted as many would like. Um, did they receive it the same way a lot of the fans did? Yeah, there, were, uh, there was a lot of positive feedback. They were all very happy with it. Um, very, very few things that they really critiqued, and that was just things that didn't really involve it being tag team wrestling. It's just wrestling in general. Yeah. So they were all very happy with it. Really, really positive feedback. And I think uh, I think it's a, it's a positive sign for tag team wrestling that we were not only on the main card, but the match went really well, was received well, and that everybody was happy. I got. I got to say, I first became um, a real fan of you guys, obviously in NXT, and I was actually there in Orlando when you guys tore it up at the Amway Center with DIY and the Authors of Pain. Um, it was an incredible match to be there for. What do you think? You know, a lot of people get sort of gravitated to the revival around then, and then there, there's always that stigma of translating from NXT to WWE. Is it just different the way Triple H handles NXT to Vince handling? The main roster, like break it down for people, why they might not understand how things aren't quite the same. Oh man, I wish, I wish I understood. But there's there's just so much that goes into the two, the the raw side of it, the SmackDown side of it, and the NXT side. NXT, you have a little bit more time to get things situated and to build stuff and to 
get everything flowing in the right direction, whereas Mondays or Tuesdays can be very hectic. Everything can change in an instant. So it's always like kind of just flowing and moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought, as you said, like that, t- that around that time period was probably when we were at our most popular and it was, it worked out really well for us. Like with the debut against new day and everything, and the, the fans are really good for it. And I feel like the injuries, obviously the back-to-back one to me, one to Dawson, I felt like that obviously put a big kind of bump in the road for us and took away a lot of the momentum. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like just, I don't know, the, the crowds are a little bit different. Uh, NXT, for the most part, their crowds are a little more diehard and a little more um, in the know, I guess, kind of. Whereas Mondays or Tuesdays, they're also, they reach out to a broader audience, a more casual audience, I guess. They're still, they still come out and they have fun and they make noise and they enjoy it, but they don't know as much about NXT. They don't know as much about TakeOver Orlando as they do about the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. So it's just, it's just getting those guys established and things going the right way. And like I said, like right now we're doing a great job with uh, Ricochet and Alistair getting them established and they're coming across. They look great. They look like stars. They've been presented well. And when I feel like we were in a very similar situation, but ours just happened to get derailed by the injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the injuries. I, I'd spoke to Matt Hardy before and, and he told me that you were actually primed to work together before those injuries. Um, so, you, you know, that, that kind of almost robbed you of the same opportunity that uh, Alistair Black and ricochet are getting now right yeah yeah um that's one of the things i've talked about recently is i i broke my jaw after my second monday night so we were only on on two weeks and i had to get it wired shut and i missed two months and then we came back and immediately started something with the hardy boys we came out beat beat them up after a match and had a, a good thing going towards SummerSlam, and we were very excited about that because they're a team we've looked up to for a very long time because they, they're just two North Carolina boys like we are. And they kind of made us realize that you can come from a small town in North Carolina and be successful. You don't have to think it's unrealistic. So like, they inspired us more than they, I think they even know, like just because they kind of helped open our eyes to the fact that we could be in WWE someday. So for us, like that was going to be a dream match. Like We get to wrestle the Hardy boys at SummerSlam. Whew, who would have thought that was possible? And then there was a, an accident where Dawson tore his bicep a month after I came back. So within three months, I would say, yeah, three months, we had two pretty significant injuries. So that, that really, uh, that one hurt because the first one we could come back from, we were still around. We were still seen on TV. The second one was a little bit longer, more, uh, rehab for Dawson and just, that one hurt a lot because, like I said, we were going to work with the Hardy Boys and we we're going to have that opportunity like the, like the NXT guys are getting now. And it just, there's nothing you can do about it. It's out of your hands. Yeah, it certainly sucked at the time. Um, you know, I feel like I have to ask you about the reports uh, emanated a few months ago around you guys asking for your release uh, and, but you know, trademarking uh, FTR and all of that stuff. Uh, talk me through how you know how true those reports might be, uh, and the idea behind the trademark. Uh, I, don't, I won't touch on it too much. I will say like there's a lot of non-truth to that. Um, the trademark was just something that we wanted because we want merchandise and we want T-shirt ideas, and we want to make sure that no other company can use it because it's not just 
thing that we've been using, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And other people using. So we wanted to make sure that if we were to print T-shirts or we have it on our gear now that we had the legal rights to it so nobody could say, yeah, you can't have that on your jacket, you can't have that on your shirt. Now it's something that we have the property, the intellectual property of. Yeah. So we can have it on anything we want. So if there's more, if there is more merchandise, then there shouldn't be any issues with that. So I said that we, we do want more for the tag division. 100%. We do want more opportunities and we were very vocal about that. But like I said, there was uh, a lot of things that reported that weren't accurate. Yeah, I can understand um, your your take on that. And obviously, you know, everyone's speculating of releases and all things like that. Uh, and I can understand not wanting to dive too deep. But just for you personally as a performer uh, and, you know, for the revival as a whole, what is it that you guys, you know, what what, what makes you happy in this wrestling business? Because it looks like since you've had the belts and you've got Sasha and Bailey holding the belts, you guys look like you're close and helping each other out per se. Um, what what is it that you're looking for to stay satisfied in the WWE? I guess is a roundabout question. For us, we want a just a healthy, competitive tag team division where all the tag teams get matches on TV, and not just like every now and then. We want you know there will, there will be weeks. There was a time where the tag team champions were off two out of three weeks in a row. Like, uh, Rude and Gable were off two out of three weeks. And it's hard for anybody to get invested in people like that. It's hard for anybody to care or for anybody to have a reason to. Mm. And I can't blame them. Like, if I, if I only saw, it, like, the uh, champion every few weeks, I wouldn't really invest myself as a fan. As well as if I see somebody like Roman or somebody every week, like, then that's something I get behind. Because I'm, I just see them every week and it, there's continuity there and there's just, there's always something going on. If I see somebody once and then I don't see them again for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, we just want to see the tag team division featured prominently because we know what tag team wrestling can bring to the, the show. We know what it has to offer. Look at the uh, the trilogy, the three-way uh, matches that the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian had. Like, they were... I don't know. I don't think they ever actually made a event at a pay per view, but they were the matches that everybody walked away talking about. For sure, there was a time where there was a time where tag team wrestling was one of the hottest things on the show. And then you look back at even further. You had the Hart Foundation. You had the Rockers. You had Arn and Tolly. You had LOD. You had oh, so many tag teams they were so good and they had time to go out there and have great matches. They had time to develop characters and they had time to do real storylines and have real storylines unfold over time. And and nothing felt rushed. Nothing was forgotten about. Everything had its place. And that's what we want. We don't care if we're the last tag team champions or if we never have the tag team titles again after this, as long as the division itself is getting opportunities and that's what we want. Like if we have a lot of teams here right now on raw that I feel are very capable and very good and just need that opportunity to show that. So as long as that's happening, as long as the guys are getting fair treatment, I would say as equal opportunity as a bunch of the other matches and the other performers, then I'm happy. And that's what we really want. 
I mean, is it fair to say that the tag division is kind of constricted within itself as well? Like you don't, you know, you mentioned the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys and things. And I remember them working with top guys like, uh, you know, it might be makeshift tag teams, but it was still kind of main events where you might get the Dudley boys versus, let's say, The Rock and Jericho or something like that in 2001. Do you think that um, the tag teams could be used more in spotlights like that? They don't just have to kind of... You know, it's a bit like the cruiserweights at one time. They don't just have to face each other or not be on the show. Oh, without a doubt, I feel that way. That's something we've actually uh, been working on, trying to make happen more often. Um, we feel like there could be opportunities where myself and Dawson wrestle two other single stars, be it Finn Balor and who else is uh, who else Say other like to beat up right? Yeah. <laughs> Balor and Rollins would be great for us. <laughs> yep. Like if we could have a match with Balor and Rollins, or if we could have a match with any two superstars that are in that 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 light that are seen as main eventers, and just have great matches with them, I would love to see that. Or if there's a six man where we team up with Baron Corbin to take on some of the Shield guys, I don't. Uh, I would just. I would love to see us mix it up a little bit more with people out of our division. Yeah. So. Like you, like you said, that we're not painted within ourselves. We're not just kind of restricted to just tag teams. We're all throughout the show, and I would 100%, without a doubt, love to have more of that. Yeah, it just seems like something that, that used to happen that isn't quite so commonplace anymore, and I'm not quite sure why. But anyway, I digress. We're into WrestleMania season. Um you know, huge, huge event for you guys. You know, last night was your was, – I believe that was your first – proper main show um looking at it was indeed yeah i mean that's crazy to actually think about but when you're looking at wrestlemania um you know i, I don't you i suppose that we can half tell what's on the horizon in terms of the teams that are in front of you but for you guys what, what's like the dream matchups that you look at there or you know what what would you guys like to accomplish this year and beyond oh uh, i don't know that's that's a that's a tough question for me to answer because we have a lot of ambitions and a lot of goals and things that we want to reach. I think personally this year, I don't, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's uh, within reach, but we're going to do everything in our power to, to make it would be a match with Rude and Gable, a two out of three falls for the tag team titles, because I feel like those guys have so much to offer as a tag team mm-hmm. and they've only scratched the surface, especially on TV compared to what they can do. Like I know what each guy's capable of individually, and I know what they're capable capable of as a team now because we've wrestled them on live events all across the world at this point. We've had forty minute matches, we've had two out of three falls matches, we've had straight up matches, and I I can't say enough how how much more they have to offer to this division and how great both guys are. As much as I love that we beat them, <laughs> I just I think. I would love to have a two out of three falls and showcase what we can do with with them because the four of us will go out there and we'll work harder than anybody's going to work and we'll give the fans something to remember. Is that something you've you've kind of lobbied or pitched for already? That's something we're going to pitch for until, uh, until the day's over. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on, but up until WrestleMania goes off the air, we'll be pitching that. So. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you very much for your time today, buddy. Um, really looking forward to seeing what you guys can do in the next few weeks. Uh, and hopefully you get a full entrance, hey? How about that? <laughs> we'll see. we got to get those announcers introduced too. 
<laughs> That's got to be an ongoing rib. It has to be, surely. Uh, who knows? Who knows anymore? <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, bud. Uh, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Alex McCarthy there, who's not here for reasons unknown. He will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, this is the Pro Wrestling <laughs> Show. That was Dash Wilder. And Dash Wilder, of course. <laughs> I love that. Alex McCarthy I like, there. I like introducing Alex as the star. Oh, good, good. Um, it's like the champion coming out first for a championship bout. That's it. You hate, you hate that so much, don't you? You really hate that. It's one of your pet peeves. That was a very good chat. Really exciting chat. Um, we're going to have, as you've already said, we've got Victoria, we've got Vicky Guerrero coming up as well and uh, and loads of other big names. I'm sure at WrestleMania weekend, which, you know, you haven't mentioned as much as I thought you would be, uh, we'll, we'll probably chat to some more people, right? I don't want to rub it in, mate. Come on. Okay. That's good. You're maturing with age. In a way. Let's talk about, do you want to talk about Fastlane now? Yeah, let's run down the fast lane card quickly because um, there's a lot of it is turned into build for Mania. And a few weeks ago, we talked about is WWE nailing the build for WrestleMania? And actually, I think Raw and SmackDown this week you had two really solid shows. NXT was brilliant this week, and actually NXT UK was really good this week as well. Um, I think Takeover is going to be just unbelievable again. Uh, that this is the problem. We can't do spoilers for the tapings because the NXT tapings happened this week, but the match that was announced at the tapings for the North American championship has me at full chub <laughs> in, in anticipation. I knew it would as well. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I do. do you know no, I've, I've read it. Yeah. It's oh, gonna... mate. Oh, buddy. And, uh, and the thing is, I've talked a lot about the U S title, the, the North American title, Changing hands a little too easily, a little too quickly, maybe. I'd be fine with a title change there because I love the person that the person is facing. (laughs) I love, I love, I might just sit back and just let you to see if you just talk my way out of this yourself in it. No, okay, Uh, right. So, no clues. uh, Let's just leave it. People don't know. So, 
the TV was great this week, but we were earlier discussing the Mania card, and it is beginning to look a little bit on the bloaty side. And I know it does every year, but I'm at a point where I may be chubbed about 50% of the matches. Yeah, I would, I'm I'm harder to please, as you know. And if you're listening, you might have grasped that Will Will gets Will goes, you know, generous chub. I'm I'm really hard to chub up, and I'm excited about I'd say maybe forty percent, if not just a third, so far. But okay, just we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll break it down. Let, yeah. let let me just. Do you want me to do? Because I know that you let, didn't get to see Fast Lane in full. Just the highlights. Yeah, so. I'm very 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 busy this week. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've only seen um, WWE are really good at putting clips on YouTube um, of Raw and SmackDown, and that's great because I can watch that while I'm on the move. But it's quite hard to watch uh, a four hour pay per view while you're on the tube. But um, yeah, you can you can fire away. So, Fast Lane 2019. The good points of the show. Uh, the the pre-show, Big E and Xavier Woods, Shinsuke and Rusev had a really nice, fun little tag match. That was great. Uh, the Usos against Shane McMahon and The Miz was a, a good match, not great match. But the spot where uh, one of the Usos went for the splash and Shane McMahon coast-to-coasted him out of the air was absolutely unbelievable. Like, literally fantastic and i know shane mcmahon is someone i've occasionally been quite down on but on this occasion i was pretty positive about it my food is here john bear with me one moment okay well i'm just gonna fill for a little while here uh, if you you know if you if for some reason you've not heard the beginning of the show we, we explain that will is sitting there in his house waiting for food i'm i'm in the usual studio which is why i'm crystal clear will is on skype um he's ordered a pizza um see if we can hear him getting the pizza from the gentleman or oh, lady hang on He's muted us, hasn't he? No, you, you can faintly hear it. I'm trying to hear where he's ordered from. I think it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he's gone Pizza Hut because some reason Will likes Pizza Hut. I'm not entirely sure why because Pizza Hut is the most inferior pizza of the big three. What have you just been doing for Here the last comes. two minutes? I'm absolutely going to cut out. <laughs> Will, where the big question is that everyone's been wondering: Where did you get your pizza from tonight? Uh, I will not be revealing my sources. Really? Uh, no, I just went to Domino's. It was the oh. one that had the best deal on. I was just saying Sorry, to I was just saying to everyone that you you're the only person I know that actually likes Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, I used to work there, so it's the, really well, okay. Yeah, it's far inferior to the others. I'm glad you went to Domino's. Um, yeah, that's all I pretty much said. Just talked about pizza for thirty seconds. So, <laughs> uh, do so you can cut it out or not? It's up to me. Oh, well, no, I think we'll leave it in actually, because um, because I've got the right, you fine. know. I've got the power, so um, right. the Usos are going to get. I mean, obviously now that has led to Shane versus the Miz at WrestleMania. I'm kind of hoping that it's not just a big spot match, and maybe Shane is just you know maybe Shane's quite brutal, and it's not. There's no stipulation, is it? It's just at the moment, it's just a one on one. I like the fact that it is that they're reversing roles and doing something different. I like things that are different. That is a positive. I'm not big on the idea of Miz not as a heel, to be honest. I know, but I think we talked about this last week while you were in Amsterdam, and we, and we were saying that we think it's, if he's got that TV show and he's got the second baby on the way, it kind of fits in with him being a baby face. And I know you hate that because you love the Miz when he's at his nastiest, but... It's best for business. He's a glorious isn't it? asshole. 
Yeah, yeah, basically. It's you best know for that's business. My favorite Miz. Yeah. You know that's my favorite Miz. But you also know that'll come back. So you know, it. He's just been put away for a while, and it'll be better when he comes back, right? All right, I'll let that be. How's that slice um, of pizza going down? Good. I'm trying to do it subtly, but I'm eating a slice of garlic pizza bread. It's Ooh. real good. Oh, you went for the meal um, deal. And then the, the Usos will be, uh, apparently it's a multi, rumours are a multi-tag match, ladder match. Now that is a match I'll be excited to see when you consider the talent that's on SmackDown. You look at that, on SmackDown this week, they did the um, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet against the Hardys, against uh, the Bar, uh, Rusev and Nakamura, all involved in one big tag. And I do think that it is stark how much better the SmackDown tag division is right now, especially if they put Alistair Black and Ricochet on that side. But there's rumours of a of something like a ladder match or something, and I'm all in on that. That's fine. I will. I'll take a nice twenty minute mental spot fest in the middle of the card. No, I'm I'm big on a ladder match. I think it'd be very very good. I'm sort of glad that you know, like the Usos out out of this sort of feud, which has led to this Miz Shane McMahon match. That the I know it's not been confirmed, but you know the Usos will still. And apparently, aren't aren't they going into WrestleMania as I think the only tag team to go into WrestleMania three years in a row as the champions? Oh really? Yeah, I, stat. I Yeah, not my stat. Someone else's stat. If that was your stat, and you're listening on Twitter. Hats off. I hope you got lots of retweets and not quite as many likes, making it thus look slightly <laughs> better. We know how Twitter works. Um, um, another match is... Go on. I'm, I'm going to go through the fast lane card and we're going to use it to build up to the, the, the mania stuff. This, this sounds right? way too much like there's a plan, but go on. <laughs> Asuka beat Mandy Rose. There was a dreadful finish involving Sonya Deville trying to go under the ring apron and then leaving the ring apron on the ring and Mandy slipping on that ring apron. And it was rubbish. It was so poorly executed. <laughs> and it's, again, not making Asuka look strong because they then did the same finish on SmackDown with the other way around with her facing Sonya Deville. And, OK, she tapped them out, whatever, that's great. But Asuka is just still not being lifted up. And I don't really get... Unless they're going to do a triple threat with Mandy and Sonya, but they hate each other at this point. That could maybe work, but let's talk about being Lacey Evans as well with her nonsense walking in. I just don't know. The <laughs> SmackDown women's title, put that on the pre-show. It, I, I hate to do that to Asuka, but you've just not done enough for it. No, and like, I think last year she had that match against uh, Charlotte Flair where obviously her sort of winning streak went down and, and it was, one of the, for me, one of the highlight matches of WrestleMania. I think this year she's, yeah, she's going to get lost in this sort of poorly executed kind of half-assed story that no one's that fussed about, especially with all the other bits and bobs going on. It's a real shame. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over the Kofi Kingston stuff because we'll get to it. Okay. We had the Raw Tag Championship match. The Revival beating Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Great match. Really good sprint. And there's a there's one spot from it in particular that you've got to see, John, if you've not seen it yet. Where Because it's a classic triple threat tag match where only two teams can be involved, uh, Ricochet dives over the ring post doing a move. Uh, Chad Gable tags him in midair whilst he's doing this somersault over the ring post into whoever's on the other side of it and then comes in and ends up eating the pin off the shatter machine. Wow. And it's brilliantly done. But the tag off the hook, like, honestly, it was a moment where it was so amazing that Chad Gable afterwards seemed to be like, 
Did we actually just pull that off? Like, he was stunned as well. Uh, just do this again at Mania. Not literally that spot. Just have this match again. That's fine. If they came out, did that one spot, and then there was just a, a no finish, would that still be a better match than potentially some of the other unnamed matches on that card? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I agree, <laughs> actually, yeah. Okay. Um, another brilliant, like this actually, Fastlane was really good fun. Just some of the booking annoyed me later on in the show, which we'll get to. Um, the US title match was brilliant and Smojo really shone and Rey Mysterio, how that man is still as good as he is at his age. I think he's having his best run in WWE for 10 plus years right now. And I love it. Andrade can't have a bad match. R-Truth's gimmick right now is great and he's working well. Fine. It looks like, based on what they did on SmackDown, that we might just see a straight-up Joe against Rey Mysterio at Mania, and I'm fine with that. But equally, I think it'd be a shame if Andrade, who is a four- or five-star match machine, isn't in some way involved on the card, outside of hopefully not the dreaded Battle Royale. Because nobody's mentioned those on TV yet. <laughs> you don't I'm need to. they're just not going to happen. No, it's like those unspoken things. You know it's happening. No one just talks about it because it's just a given that it's going to happen. I think Andrade's also been really, you know, for the last six weeks, he's been very consistent putting on great matches, obviously with Ray on SmackDown. And it, yeah, as you say, for him to then be bumped off so they can bring Samoa Joe on would be a real shame for him. It's not. Is it his first WrestleMania? Andrade, yeah. Did he appear he in the Battle Royale last year? Takeover. Was he, no, was he on the Takeover card last year? He was on the Takeover I feel like he must have been. card earlier in the year. Um, I think he was on the Takeover. I think he was called up just after. Yeah. I think. I can't remember the exact timing, but it was something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been massive uh, we then had The women's tag match, Sasha and Bailey retaining, fine. Weird thing at the end with Beth Phoenix getting involved and... Natalia getting involved, which suggested that those two are going to have a match with Nia Jax and Tamina, which suggests that Tamina and Nia Jax are still going to be involved come Mania. Hmm. Just shame, put them up against it? the Iconics. Put them up against uh, literally anyone else. So Just... hang on. So let me let me get this straight. This is something that I wanted to discuss with you. So everyone's been talking about how Trish and Lita are potentially going to go against them for these titles at WrestleMania. But then obviously this thing with Beth Phoenix and Natalia's happened. So do you see that Beth Phoenix and Natalia... Coming back maybe for a match on TV will then lead to Lita and Trish coming back? Or do you think that the Lita and Trish thing is now not happening and that it will be these two that end up going for it, maybe, as you say, in a triple threat? Because I can't um, work it out. I think, yeah, something's happening and I can't really figure it out, which normally I like when I can't figure things out. But if I was our friend Simon from What Culture, I would be giving this a down. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I didn't like it. Not at all. Um, we then had Daniel Bryan against Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. Now, this is where we have to bring in the Kofi Kingston stuff. So earlier in the night, Vince McMahon tells Kofi Kingston that there's going to be a triple threat match and he's going to be in it. Great. We all thought that that was going to be the triple threat match and he was going to be added to the championship match. He wasn't. He had a triple threat match against the bar, which was really a handicap match and just got absolutely squashed. This Vince McMahon screwing over Kofi thing is going great for me. I'm really enjoying it. Well, it's just building, uh, isn't it? It's setting it up because it's annoying. It's annoying casual fans, serious marks and um, people like us. I don't, know where, I don't know where we fit. We're sort of in between. <laughs> We're all of the above. Um and then, actually, when the championship match starts, they announce it's going to be a triple threat again. So the crowd go mental for Kofi. They think it's a, like, we'll have him so he's in a really bad state, but then we'll still have him involved. And out of nowhere, Mustafa Ali comes out. 
which was bizarre. It was bizarre, but it led to... He didn't get booed, but there were all sorts of Kofi chants. What it did lead to was realising just how good... um, just how good Mustafa Ali has been on the main roster and just how good he is because he went into that match, absolutely worked his ass off, had some amazing spots, some brilliant moments. The finish with him going for the um, the crossbody off the top rope and Daniel Bryan hitting him with the knee was ridiculously good. And he managed to completely win the crowd over in like what was about 15 minutes. He was superb. So... Again, are we getting another multi-man match? Is it going to be KO and Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali and Kofi Kingston? Because if you've seen the end of SmackDown, you now know that Kofi next week on the show is going to have to face <laughs> the gauntlet, isn't the it? The Bar, Rowan, Samoa Joe, and there's at least one of the oh, and Randy Orton. So he has to face all five of those in a gauntlet match. I don't really like. <laughs> There's no way he wins that, right? Well, you'd think that's how it's going. But that makes the other guys look a bit naff. Like, yeah, oh, I get you're building him up, but there's some pretty big people in there who don't need to just be run through by this new guy. It's a and weird you could one. do something like, because it's a gauntlet, is it no disqualification? Don't quote me on that. Alex is your man for rules, but let's say it is. So if it is, what you could see is, AJ Styles screw over Randy Orton to continue their builds, which their promos this week on SmackDown. Oh, when they were doing the dueling promos, when Randy was saying like, I was here headlining WrestleMania while you were hanging out in Florida, getting a tan with (laughs) Dixie, like really going after his indie background and AJ talking about how it's all the indie stars now that are the ones that are doing so brilliantly in WWE. It was really, really, really great. Just fiery stuff from both sides. And actually, it's the most I've cared about Randy Orton in quite some time, which I feel like I say about once a year, but like this is this feels different. So I'm excited about that. But you could have that happen. You could have the Uso screw the bar. You could have like they could they could do something. Like they could maybe make it a gimmicky thing. But like the rest of the locker room standing up for Kofi. But yeah, I, I can't. I just can't imagine a world where he beats those five incredibly top-end stars as they all pretty much are. There's got to be a plan. Again, there's always a plan. Let's just see how it plays out. <laughs> all right. It'll, well, it'll be we'll, fine. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just not do a podcast thing. <laughs> let's just end. <laughs> no, I, I have full belief that they will ed- execute this Kofi Kingston WrestleMania moment. Whether he wins or not, I said last week, I don't think he'll win. Whether he wins or not, I feel they'll execute it perfectly and I have full trust in the WWE. We then had Becky Lynch against Charlotte with Ronda coming out, hitting Becky, getting the DQ, the exact finish that um, was predicted by Al on the show last week, which isn't as I I think a lot of people called that this could be the finish. Becky was not allowed to get anywhere near enough stuff in, and they've really overcomplicated this whole thing. It should have just been she won the Rumble. She should be allowed into the match. Now she's not been suspended anymore. But they wanted this match at Fastlane. The match itself was farcical. Just let Becky get a little bit of offense in. Just let her have a little bit of hope, a little bit of so we could see something. But they're really doing down this top star that they've managed to build up. 
at least this week we just had we had a throwaway the crutch we had just a promo i think we're going to see her not get physically involved for the next couple of weeks and then magically her knee will be fine <laughs> of course it will oh, just in time it's amazing how that happens i was i was hoping that maybe she'd come through with a, an attorney like tommaso champa was back in the day when he was on um <laughs> who was it was it against the great carly Something like that. And when he was, so yeah, the uh, very fresh-faced attorney, I thought maybe she'd bring an attorney and they could do something like that, but unfortunately not. Just get into the legal stipulations of it because everyone's loving a bit of, you know, what with Brexit going on and all that, you know, a good sort of proper, like, official argument might be of the time, but no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking, like, hard heel Ronda, and actually I'm really disappointed Al's not on the show this week because his whole thing about having a big old whinge up about Ronda saying that wrestling's fake. What I don't understand is why he's okay with Triple H coming out, referring to Dave Batista by his real name, talking about this isn't in the script, talking about like, and he called that a brilliant promo. Why he's okay with Roman Reigns calling himself Joe and talking about the business and talking about that stuff. It just seems to be the word fake that he's objected to. Because otherwise he seemed fine with everything else that's happened. This is an era where kayfabe is pretty dead, guys. Uh, And I've liked the Ronda stuff. I think actually it's kept me still interested in something which they they nearly, very nearly tanked. That's very true. I I think, I don't know, he gets riled over the weirdest little things. I think one day, after like maybe two years, we'll find out what, what, there'll be something in it. The one little thing. Is it the word fake? Is that what you're going with for now? That he's got I think that's issue. what's upset him. I think that's what's upset him. I Do think you think when he was it. younger, someone did the whole wrestling's fake thing and he just hasn't <laughs> got over it and this is like a real flashback moment for him? Yeah, 100%. I think that's exactly what's happened. Okay, and now, yeah, by the way, Alex, when you listen to the show this week, whether that is today, whether that is sometime over the weekend or early next week, this is the way you'll now text me and Will and say, oh, don't pick on me. So just predicting that. Just for Al. <laughs> that little bit there was just for Al. If you're listening and your name's out, it's not for you. It's for, it's for just one Al. Um, and then we had the Shield. It was good. It was fine. They did the the spots. It was a nice enough match. Baron Corbin is a load of rubbish. But Drew McIntyre <laughs> is a superstar. And the stuff they did on Raw with setting up a match for Roman against Corbin, Drew actually came out, concussed Roman. Kayfabe concussed him. Uh, and then... Dean demanded a match and they had a really brutal Falls Count Anywhere match, which ended with uh, like a spot that genuinely made me think that this could end horribly when he put Ambrose's arm and head through a railing and then uh, did the Claymore kick on him, breaking the railing. And as far as I was concerned, very nearly popping his head clean off his body. Clean off. His head came clean off. Um, we're looking at what? Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Is that what we're decided on? Yeah, I think they might have just written Drew Dean Ambrose off TV with that match on, on Monday. <laughs> Legitimately, I think that might have happened. So, Well, it, uh, Roman Reigns is still trying to work on it, apparently. Although no one seems to believe that and still thinks that Dean is definitely going. So let's talk about Mania stuff because that is something I'm excited about. Stuff that they did on um, on Raw this week, giving the IC title back to Lashley, I'm not even going to get into it. It's made me incredibly angry. Yeah, seems weird, doesn't it? But then a lot of people online have been speculating it's been done because there's bigger plans for Finn Balor. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, Kurt Angle announcing that he's retiring after Mania and then beating Apollo Crews in some weird <laughs> three-minute squash in front of his home crowd for one last time wrestling in front of Pittsburgh. <laughs> 
it was odd, but I was fine with it, and I'm I'm all right seeing Kurt Angle wrestle one last time at Mania this year. But we're thinking about Smackdown, his opponent, aren't we? Yeah, and we're thinking SmackDown. We've talked about all the stuff from this week. I kind of, do you know, what? I, I think we've covered off everything apart from how angry I am about the IC title. Yeah. So let's just run through what we think of the of the Mania card that we're looking like we've got so far. Okay, uh, I've got a list in front of me. So do you want to go? Let's go bottom to top. So. Buddy Murphy's going to go up against someone for the Cruiserweight Championship. Whether this makes the main card or not, we don't know. Obviously, we know that this match is taking place. Who is it going to be? Um, will it be Tony Knees or will it be Cedric Alexander? What What are you saying? Uh, we've seen him and Cedric Alexander before, and Tony Knees, the development of his character on 205 Live has been really interesting. I'd kind of be happy with both, though. Buddy Murphy might have an argument for being top five WWE performer in 2019 so far, or 20, late 2018, early 2019. He's been brilliant. He's just been stuck on a on a program that no one seems to really care about. Well, I mean, we could see him drop, you know, legitimately could see him drop the title and make his way to SmackDown or Raw, really. Yeah, I think, you know, what, what they've done with... Uh, with the other fellow, what's his name? My my mind's gone blank because I'm just I'm just <laughs> him, I'm trying to work him, out who's down for Wren versus Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Mustafa Ali, like Mustafa Ali, do an unbelievable job with. Yes, I think yeah, I think I think he will. I think he will potentially. Now is the time for him to move. I think they might give him his mania moment and then move him afterwards and and have him drop the title in some way. But yeah, yes, his WrestleMania so- pre-show moment. Yeah, exactly. Right, Miz versus Shane McMahon, we've already talked about. Um, I kind of hope that, as I've said before, I would like to see Shane McMahon just not trying to do big spots and just being um, a bit brutal. Uh, I might go for a toilet break at the beginning of this match and just make sure I'm there at the end in case he does anything crazy. Just wait for the spot. Um, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, again, we talked about that just now. I mean, other than that and the main title matches, we've just got Triple H Batista, which I want us to talk about in just a second. But um, AJ Styles and Randy Orton, as you've said, Randy Orton is funny because Randy Orton just kind of floats along in the background. I'm never that impressed with him, but obviously he's a solid performer. If you've ever been to a live event with WWE, you'll see how good Randy Orton is with the crowd, no matter what persona he's got. He's always, you know, if he's a babyface, he's always got a lot of time for people. And he's obviously... You know, he just, he just gets it. He knows what he's doing and everyone loves him or hates him and they believe in his character, but he never kind of sets the world alight. And then suddenly it gets towards WrestleMania and as you said just now, suddenly I'm a little bit more excited about him, which I think is... I mean, it's a credit to him in a way because he's happy to sort of play that role. Because, you know, like, I've been watching a lot of stuff from kind of just before I went to university, so like 2007, 8, 9, when Randy Orton was, you know, one of the sort of main guys and... He can't. I can't imagine someone with allegedly his kind of level of ego is overly happy with not being one of the big stars, but he's certainly one of the most popular still. So it is nice yeah, that mean, he can be brought in, you know, to have a decent match. The, the problem is, is that Randy Orton is known for being a bit of a backstage bellend. This isn't like John Cena <laughs> coming just, out and shining just, up guys. Did you just say backstage bell? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, okay, good. Like not being a particularly nice person and not being like he's he's great with the crowd. He's great with the universe um, and he knows how to play his role. Well, I, it's just this weird thing of, you know, I, I don't think he's going to ever be the guy to come and shine up other people and put other people over on a regular basis. But I am excited for this match. AJ Styles, every time I've seen him live, 
in a WWE ring. He's absolutely put on a masterclass. So I am I'm happy with this. I think we could almost go through and just say, so yeah, Shane O'Mac against The Miz, not so bothered. AJ Randy, really excited about. What else? Talk to me. Triple H Batista. So uh, I, I've been watching a lot of old Batista videos on YouTube because I was a real, really big fan of Batista. One of my favourite moments <laughs> is when... <laughs> Sorry. One of my one of my favorite moments um, with Batista was when he had that bad elbow injury and he came back with his cast, and um, he was against Randy Orton actually, and everyone thought he was injured and he was going to announce his retirement, and then obviously dropped the cast and laid Randy Orton out. That was one of my favorite moments with Batista. But the thing that the thing that is really worrying me the most, and I think I actually think maybe it's going to be all right at WrestleMania and that is the only night that this wouldn't be a problem, is that Batista coming out without Pyro does not give me a chub. I I think at WrestleMania, there's going to be Pyro, right? Yeah. I think so. I loved their back and forth this week, even though it was weird when they were just going, give me what I want, Hunter. I'm not going to give you what you want, Dave. Give me what I want, Hunter. Yeah. I'm not going to give you what I want, Dave. It kind of went back and forth like that for a solid three or four minutes to the point where it was unintentionally hilarious. I mean, there's someone Actually, on there's someone on YouTube that's done a 10-hour loop of that backward and forward, isn't there? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, they both showed great fire. Hunter was particularly good with all the Hollywood Dave stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. I... As long as all I want, what I want from this match, if I'm fantasy booking it, they obviously made it a no holds barred match because that's how old men have to wrestle in order to to make it look any decent at all. The problem is, is Triple H, and we've seen it at uh, all the you know Middle East and Saudi Arabian events, etc. We've seen it at the last couple of manias. When Triple H gets in these big matches, these big these big kind of feature returning people matches they give them like half an hour and i'm just like do you know what i want is 10 11 minutes of batista and triple h just battering the absolute cack out of each other with weapons and everything else and then a decent finish yeah i don't want to see two old men really struggling 15 or 16 minutes in because they've forgotten that they're old now I think the thing that I'm worried about the most is one of them getting injured. And I kind of feel like one of them is going to get injured because we've seen Triple H kind of get as injured every time he does a match because he kind of wants to be, you know, like how he was. You know, he certainly trains as hard as he used to. But, you know, when you're a bit older, things don't, you know, muscles and tendons and whatever don't, you know, they can't take the rigmarole of being in the ring. And I'm kind of just, yeah, I would rather, like you said, have it short make it kind of brutal but you know the longer it goes on the more chance we've got of one of them being wheeled out haven't we so Rollins Brock all in on love it can't wait yeah women's triple threat they have stumbled a little bit but I still think it's going to be brilliant Triple H Batista we talked about AJ Randy Shayna McMiz The Undertaker will well this is the to be confirmed list so I think whoever Daniel Bryan faces is Kofi, maybe with others. I'm looking forward to that match. That's on my list of ones I'm looking for. We've then got Angle's last match. Who's that going to be against? Bobby Lashley for the IC title? Mm, he can't, surely, if he's retiring. Cena has been suggesting a lot of places. I like that 
bring it back around and, you know, them originally going against each other in that first feud and where it is now, that's probably the most sensible match. And Cena's probably the most willing to, to put Kurt Angle over. But he's he's really on the too old to make it look good anymore. He <laughs> really is. Uh, and then, do we really think that Taker... That, that it, I, I just can't see... That they're gonna do the demon against against the phenom. I just don't see it happening. It I just, really like it seems all wasteful. this stuff about him turning up at you know uh, double or nothing weekend and doing kayfabe interview breaking interviews and until we I I just don't think I think if he was gonna wrestle we would have seen him by now surely but then the whole internet's gone mad about it today. But the thing is, is the way the internet goes is one person might have said, well, they'll definitely have, a, you know, The Undertaker on the card and, oh, Finn Balor's suddenly been freed up from his title and people just put two and two together and, like, and the, the other thing that's come out today, I don't know if you've seen it yet, is that they've advertised a poster of it and he's not Finn Balor, he is the demon. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, hang on, so if he's being the demon, that, that's where's that come from? Well, he must be wrestling... The Undertaker, because that's the only person he could possibly... And it's just like, I think there's just a lot of guesswork going on here. The the only way that it works is if they do it as Finn Balor... Like, the next three weeks, Undertaker goes after Balor for whatever justifiable reason they can find. Balor snaps, Balor beats him. It shows how, like, it, he gets a new... Not necessarily a heel turn, but less of the smiley Irishman character... And we actually get to see him then become a bit of a badass and go on a like maybe he goes to SmackDown and goes after that title or you know, whether it's an IC title, but a proper run with it or even going uh, like uh, he could do a great program with Rollins for the universal title. And that comes full circle back to Rollins unintentionally injuring him when they fought off in the first ever universal title match. So, yeah, that. The, the, like there's so much you could do with Finn Balor. The only way I like the Undertaker stuff is if it's being used as a vehicle to be like, he's the guy who finally genuinely retired the Undertaker, not when Roman kind of did. <laughs> and and then like, he showed up in the Middle East. And then he gets a big old push. So, curveball. You've seen it with the Revival. You've seen it with the Usos. Tag teams thinking, uh, we're, mo- we're not going to re-sign. Speculation, they want to go to AEW. The Good Brothers, speculation, they're not going to re-sign in September. Do WWE pander to them slightly? They say, what do they want? Well, we want to team up with our brother Finn Balor again. Somehow, those guys team up against each other and there's some kind of you know, program with them against someone as the non-bullet club, but kind of the bullet club again. Could that happen? I mean, that's my curveball for you. It feels like it's been something we've just dreamed for for too long. And I, I don't know. I, they've been so wasted. So, so wasted, that lot. So I can't I, I can't see it. I'd love to, but I just, I, I can't imagine it, I'm afraid. No. I'm Sorry, not very good at fancy booking, am I? I mean, I'm just thinking Undisputed Era versus the the good the Good Brother Club or whatever. You know, they're all the happy, smiley guys. Carl Anderson's there with his abs out all the time. Finn Balor's smiling, and and Gallows is just I don't know, just just you know promoting his tattoo business or whatever he promotes on Instagram. You know, they're the good guys. No, can't see it. Maybe, maybe that's a real uh, maybe. Not going to happen in a million years. Yeah, that's a maybe. Shut up, John. Let's get on with it. <laughs> 
All right, fine, <laughs> fine. Um, do you want to do you want to predict who's going to win the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royale? I'm going to predict they're not going to happen. They're good. They're basically. So this is what we're trying to say. So in in the undecided other matches, right? Yeah, we've got. Asuka is going to have a title match, a Raw tag title match, a SmackDown tag title match, Joe maybe versus Ray, plus others potentially in a multi-match. What's happening with the IC title? Plus, we're going to have some rubbish with Braun and the Saturday Night Live knobs. Plus, we're going to have Roman against Drew, which I love. Yeah. Add all that together, we're talking about 14, 15 matches. I, th- I think I worked out 16 matches if you include both Battle Royales. That is too much. And we were that WrestleMania is- last year, weren't we? And we and like in the Superdome, the seats weren't the most comfortable seats in the world. And we were right in the middle of a row. And I, if you were there, like I, I, we were so tired after WrestleMania, weren't we? And we were like, you know, obviously pumped for it. First WrestleMania and everything. And just because of the match, how many matches they crammed in, it kind of left us... That's the good thing I find about TakeOver is that there's only a set, very few handful of matches, four or five matches, and it's, you know, it leaves you remembering every match and every match being a winner. Whereas with this, it is kind of like a jamboree of kind of let's try and cram as many people onto this card as possible. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm quite glad I'm going to be watching it at home. Oh, come on, buddy. You wish you were with me. You are a radiator in those arenas, Will, and you know you are. <laughs> there is that. It's the, sorry, we've got Sammy there. Sammy could have, for, uh, could have acted as a buffer. He's uh, our insulation. He's, that, he's so, that, yeah. that weird stuff that you get in your boiler that you don't want to touch because it makes you itchy. So that's kind of my problem right now, is that while I think actually that WWE are doing some of the best TV they've done in a while and really kind of doing well with, I like the Kofi stuff, I still think the women's triple threat, even though people have gone a bit cold on it, the build is still there and it's still going to be great. When I really look at that card, I go, yeah, maybe half of it I'm really pumped for. And guess what? If this was a, if, if let me just read you this list, right? Rollins v. Brock. Women's Triple Threat, AJ Randy, Roman Drew, Daniel, uh, a SmackDown title match with Daniel Bryan, Kofi, and whoever else, the two tag matches, plus the US title match with Joe versus Ray or whatever else. Maybe try and get the women on there in some other way because you've got to have the women's tag on there as well. That's eight or nine matches, which would make a great pay-per-view. A great pay-per-view. I just... Yeah. There's so much else of it that just isn't... Oh, I just... I don't know. I'm... I'm it feels like it's going to be seven hours for just the main show alone. Or you make WrestleMania a two-night event. I would take that. Could that happen? You could do TakeOver, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Drop the Hall of Fame. No, Like, Hall of Fame, great. Nice to see people getting recognised. Don't care. So you do TakeOver on the Friday, WrestleMania Night 1, SmackDown edition, WrestleMania Night 2, Raw edition, or mix it up if if you want to, you know, if one doesn't sell as well as the other. You know, perfect. I'd go for that. Yeah. And I go for a yeah. smaller arena that's not so massive that, you, like, you know, you have to pay thousands of dollars to sit near the ring. Won't ever happen, though. No, probably not. No. Um, no. Do go, if you if you do want to watch some, some great wrestling this week, um, the, the Dusty Classic tournament stuff they're doing on NXT is great. Mustache Mountain really made Forgotten Sons look great. Alistair Black and Ricochet defeating DIY and then getting... The the big moment at the end, which was meant to be leading us finally to uh, getting uh, Champa Gargano the final part for the title until Champa's neck injuries, which I've obviously dealt with at the latest tapings. But DIY lose, uh, 
Candy Shakes and Elgato, Champa joins them, then you get this tease that Champa is about to attack him and throw him into the LED board and then Gargano does it instead and it's really really brilliantly well done Candice is all in on it it's it's superb and then NXT UK um Kaylee Ray debuted looked really good um and uh, Walter and Pete Dunn uh, tagged against the coffees and had a great match and they didn't do any cheesy because they've got a title match coming against each other they distracted each other and that's what ruined it so WWE TV is doing a great job at the moment. I just feel like Mania is looking too bloated. It is a bit. I'm looking forward to Pete versus Walter. I still think Pete will lose the title and show up on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I think you will predict that at least once every two weeks for the rest of your life. (laughs) Until it happens. I'm just sick of him gloating on Instagram that he's been holding that title for four million years. Yeah, there is that. There is that. I'd I'd happily have Walter take it. Okay, how's that pizza going down? I haven't eaten any of it yet. I've only had the garlic bread. Uh, <laughs> we, we, this, we need to wrap this up. So any I'd other business before Will gets to eat his pizza? Uh, we haven't looked at other indie shows this week, but if you're going to an indie show at Pro Wrestle Show, let us know. Let us know how it was. Like, I will happily be get, get some people on over the phone or whatever to talk about a card that they went to see and really liked. Like, absolutely. Like, get in touch yeah. with us. Yeah, at Love Pro it. Wrestle Show. We'll work out a time. We'll chat to you. Um, anyway, John... Any final stuff? No, I don't. I don't have any. I'll endeavour to actually watch some wrestling this coming week because uh, it's been a little <laughs> bit busy this week. But um, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 as we say, looking forward to a bit of WrestleMania. We've got three, three weeks, four weeks to go. Um, earlier in the day, actually, I'm going to my grandma's 90th, so I will be warming up for WrestleMania uh, with some uh, in in the right way. Well, the finest harvester in uh, somewhere in Leicestershire has to offer. <laughs> Uh, very good can't wait very for that alright well uh, as ever make sure you uh, give us a five star rating get us up those charts um, you know leave a comment why not you know tell us what you think only only positive stuff like if you don't like it don't don't write anything uh, and oh, at Pro Wrestle Show is our Twitter if you go into any shows as Will says if you want to give your thoughts on uh, something we discussed in this podcast or different ones or anything that Dash Wilder had to say earlier or any predictions you got for Wrestlemania basically what we're just saying is you can just send us nonsense it's fine we enjoy it yeah perfect all right good will's gonna eat a pizza yeah and i'm gonna go watch some golf you've been listening to the pro wrestling show hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.